electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Joining us today on Binge, Al Goff and Miles Miller, creators, showrunners, and executive producers of Wednesday, premiering on Netflix on November 23rd. Guys, appreciate uh, you joining us. Great to see you, and congratulations. Great to see you. Thanks so much. This is so exciting because it's, it's really sort of like witnessing uh, a new world, in a sense, uh, of this family that we know so well and all the possibilities and all the directions it can go. I wonder, Al, if you can just start off by telling me how... Uh, the origins of the story and how your your world uh, and Miles' world intersected with Tim Burton's world. Well, we we had this. Miles and I came up with this idea about three years ago, and it was just we were looking for a character who, frankly, was iconic but hadn't been explored before. Sort of what we did with Smallville, and we came up with you know teenage Wednesday Adams in boarding school. You know, you'd always seen Wednesday as a ten-year-old girl as part of this family. And we like the idea of kind of expanding her world and telling a chapter in her life that nobody has ever seen. So that's, and then, so we, first of all, we had to track down the rights, which we discovered belong, were with MGM because they were at the time doing the animated movies. And we did that. And then we pitched the, uh, actually the Adams family estate, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Mizraki who controlled all of that. He loved it. and we ended up writing the first episode and we were going to start a writer's room and it was March of 2020. <laughs> so it was a zoom <laughs> room somehow doing a Wednesday Adam show at the beginning of a global pandemic seemed weirdly appropriate. Um, <laughs> and about, about four months in we, Tim Burton was always our first choice. And, you know, we were told Tim's never done television before, you know, and we were like, well, if we don't ask the answers, no, so we sent him the script thinking, okay, well, we sent it. We probably will never hear. And then literally four days later, it's like you send it to the universe and then the universe answered. And Tim's agent called and said, Tim loved the script. It really spoke to him. And he would like to get on a call and talk to you guys about it. And it was Memorial Day weekend of 2020. Suddenly there we were on a FaceTime call with Tim Burton who was out in his garden with the dinosaur topiary behind him, very on brand. And he <laughs> committed immediately. And then we've been on this journey with him for the last two and a half years. That is, that is amazing. I mean, and, it, and it's amazing to think about what you guys were putting together, even as the world was in chaos. I mean, Tim's talked about um, what, what attracted him to the project, Miles, um, in that uh, there's this outcast nature to Wednesday, which he obviously related to. But I think you could probably argue that of the of all the characters, there's something about Wednesday that is hyper intriguing, right? The, the, and sort of makes you wonder what she would have gone on to once she left home. Yeah, exactly. And for us, she's such an iconic character. And she's someone who is, I think, people love because she's fearless. She gets to say whatever she wants and has such an incredible sense of humor about what she says. And for us, it was, we have like four daughters between us. So it felt like a very powerful 
teenage character to bring into the world as well, because she is very aspirational. I think we live in a world where people are afraid to say what they think. And Wednesday is someone who is incredibly fearless and doesn't care what anyone thinks. And I think that's for something that is appealing to not only teenagers, but to adults too. There's something about her that's just very, very appealing, even though she is so dark and creepy. It's something that I think right. people have always responded to. How much, Miles, of your work on Smallville do you think um, made this project possible in that the, the experience of taking an iconic character that's been around for generations and adapting it for series? How important was that? Well, I think the, the Smallville experience is very important. I, it was also similar that people didn't initially believe it could happen or it should be, it should be made. I mean, we, it's always a struggle to get these things going. And then once it, once it become a reality, people are like, of course, it's just like a total no-brainer. The actual process of getting it to the uh, to the screen is is always torturous. But I think the Smallville experience really taught us a lot in terms of really exploring a character's a part of a character's life, as Al said, that hasn't been seen before. It's gives us a chance to write a new chapter. Can you go into that a little bit more, Al? To to, to Miles' point about it seems like it would be easy uh, to take Superman. Uh, and, and place him in, uh, in an environment that, that would allow for more expansion of character, more characters, more plot lines, more arcs. But when you were in the midst of that, what, what are some of the challenges? What, what is not as easy as it looks? Well, I think in the case of, of Smallville with Clark Kent, it was making him relatable because Superman is literally an alien from another planet who seems, you know, like a goody two-shoes Boy Scout and has no weaknesses except for kryptonite. So in that case, it was about humanizing Clark Kent. And that, that's really what, you know, Smallville was. And also seeing the, laying the seeds of watching him become, you know, hit, watching his journey and how he would become Superman. And I remember very early in that process, and this was like 2001, somebody told us, oh, you've done the Marvel Comics version of Superman. And Miles and I literally had no idea what that meant. Um, until we then got involved in the Marvel world and we realized it, which is finding the humanity in the character. And I think that mm. was really, interestingly, that was the challenge with, with Clark Kent. And, you know, it's the challenge with Wednesday Adams as well. In what sense? Well, I think Wednesday has always been, you know, the 10-year-old the who is the, you know, who has the, the zinger at the end of the, end of the scene. And, you know, I don't think anybody ever thought, oh, what's Wednesday's journey? What's her story? And what's her art? You know, she seems like this dark little girl. And I think for us, it was, you know, you're taking somebody who sees the world in black and white and their journey through the season and then through the series will be realizing that it's shades of gray because Wednesday comes fully formed. I mean, I think that that was the challenge. And that's the great thing about Wednesday, as Miles said. She is who she is. She likes who she is. But a lot of times in these stories is you have the person who starts out kind of like a, you know, a wallflower and, and sort of meek and doesn't know their power. And then through the course of the story, discovers their power. Here she knows her power, and, but it's realizing that she's operating in a world that, you know, where people aren't always honest, where people don't always tell the truth. And that is something for her because she's so honest and she sees the world so clearly that's hard for her to understand. That's interesting. Uh, Miles, I'd love to get you guys' thoughts on just distribution right now. Uh, we talk a lot about how the world has changed in a streaming era and how that uh, creates challenges and opportunities for storytellers. Uh, but Smallville was obviously a central part of uh, CWWB. Um, and now with Netflix, how is life different when trying to put together a show, when, when trying to run a show? 
Well, life's incredibly different. You know, we joke, we spent three and a half years making eight episodes of TV where Smallville would have, would have made 88, 88 episodes of TV. So it's just, in terms of just the product line, it's it's much reduced. And also the quality, I mean, each episode of Wednesday really does feel like a, a mini movie. And it's, it takes days and days and days, you know, the, the, the schedule per episode is like 25 days, whereas an episode of Smallville was eight, you know, so it's it's really changed the the situation completely, um, and just in terms of the, the the effort and the distribution of people binging all seeing all of it on one day, so that's that's a big a big change for us as creators that you don't have the chance to have syndication or repeats. People have to discover it on that on that binge weekend and go for it. Yeah, you're getting to a really central. Uh point of, of conversation regarding media and this was reinforced when Netflix had their earnings a couple of weeks ago they believe uh, Al that a binge model creates more awareness uh, rather than doling it out week after week does that something you have to have a point of view on or are you willing to be agnostic and and let the distributor figure that out and, and while you focus on the story well I mean you know we personally have a point of view on it but I think you know with Netflix you know what you're signing up for and as, and as Miles said, I mean, I think the difference between, you know, the Smallville era and this one is in Smallville, you're kind of each episode is kind of a short story in the world. And you have a couple mythology episodes that tie the season together where here you're literally telling, you know, chapters of a book. And, you know, I think there's pluses and minuses. You know, I know there are shows that even when they air week to week, I like to wait until they're done so I can binge the whole thing. But I do think the week to week model allows you to build awareness and it allows a show to seep into the culture more than necessarily, you know, a binge show. And and I'm sure, again, I, I don't want to be Bible quoting with the nun. I'm sure that, that Netflix has way more data on this, uh, obviously, than we do. But it, it is very interesting just to watch TV go in that direction. You know, you see it with Apple and with Hulu and with Disney Plus, and now they're doing ads. So it's funny, at a certain point, you feel like, oh, it's just television on the Internet. <laughs> right. You know, we've been doing uh, this this uh, chat series for, for several years now, and there was a time, uh, Miles, where the notion of a, a big star doing a streaming show was, was pretty novel, and obviously it's become less novel uh, over time, but the, your cast is, is pretty stellar, and I wonder if that was a heavy lift, or at this point they're so ready to do this kind of medium that it, it's almost easy to sign them. Well, I think we had a big... A big help with Tim Burton. I mean, I think everyone wants to work with Tim, so that was a, that's an easy call for him to make. I mean, he's he's very shy about making those calls, uh, but I think people really want to work with Tim. So that was that was our blessing on this show. But I think yeah, I think people, even Tim. I mean, Tim was very intrigued about the idea of doing long form television, so he'd never done it, and the challenge of telling a story over eight hours rather than an hour and a half was something that really intrigued him. As a filmmaker, and I think that was something that uh, he he liked the fact that we'd done TV, so we could we could actually be very collaborative and supportive of that in, in terms of taking him through this process, which is it's obviously like making a movie, but then it isn't as well. So I think uh, there are definitely the advantages and the the switch between features and TV is is sort of the the barrier is now gone. Basically, people can do both. Uh, so before I let you guys go possibilities is season two uh, a lock um, and, and and Al I wonder when people talk about the potential for an Adams family universe is that something you relish 
Absolutely. I mean, season two is not a lock yet, only because nobody's given us the official green light. So, you know, we've, we've been doing this long enough to know we'll wait until we get the official word. But the, the whole point of this show, and, and as you pointed out with the, the level of casting across the board, is that any one of these characters could star in their own series. So that is certainly something that we would love to explore. Uh, gentlemen, uh, really exciting to see something come together like this and, and obviously can go so many different areas. We hope uh, in future chapters you'll come back and talk about it more, but appreciate the time very much. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you very much. Al Goff and uh, Miles Miller, as we said, creators, showrunners, and EPs of Wednesday. Again, it premieres on Netflix on November 23rd. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.